Well, welcome. Welcome to the Ransom Heart Podcast. We're doing a, a little series here uh, where we're playing back uh, some of the question and answer sessions of our uh, recent Love and War tour that John and Stacy did. Uh, some great questions, some great interaction, uh, just some wonderful evenings together. And we captured from the live audience some of their questions that we think would really be an encouragement to you. So um, let's present a few of these and, and really hope that it's stimulating, provoking, and, uh, and helpful. Raise a hand and – okay. Um, yeah, I had a question because I came from by a member of my church. And, uh, I made a prayer this morning to ask God to strengthen my relationship with my fiancé. Uh, I noticed that your emblem up there says love and war. And I was hesitant to come today because I was told it was about marriage. I was just wondering if uh, the lesson that I've learned today, if, if that is, I can adapt that to my life, even though we're not getting married. Yes. Gotcha. You and, gotcha. you know, the, the love and war is really having the eyes to see the life that we're living in, that it's love and war. That's the story of the gospel. It's the story of... Yeah. Jesus' pursuit of us, yeah. really the story of each one of our lives is the story of the long and sustained pursuit of the one who loves us most and knows us best, yeah. pursuing us because he loves us. But there's another stuff going on and you just, you know, you have to wake up in the morning and open the newspaper if you have to wait that long to know that this is not the world we're meant for. Yeah. There is a war going on and our own life story is a story of a pursuit of one who hates us and fears who we could be. Love and war is not so much the marriage as the context of the life that we're living in. We are loving, but we have to be aware that we're living in a world at war. Yes, you are too. Yeah, so any relationship, any friendship, I mean, is it, is it easy? Church? Is that easy? Community? Family? Relatives? I mean, any context... Right? Love is opposed. Maybe that's another way of saying this. Yeah. Love is opposed. You have to fight for it. So everything we've said, apart from the sex, <laughs> will apply to you and your fiancé. Okay? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, wherever you are, it's... I thought you might answer this one as you went along, but you didn't, so I guess I will ask it. Um, part of the uh, opposites attracting are the confrontational marrying the non-confrontational. And I heard Stacy say that, you know, she made a lifetime of crawling in the closet. What did you do when he followed you in there? What did he listen? Did he validate? Or did you... Um, just learn to um, give in just to get it over with. Oh, no. There, I, could, I just even mentioned that I can feel what it... The first time, our closet was too small in our little house. So I, I had to... I switched to the bathroom. And I remember the first time. You remember it, too? When I, I had one foot in the bathroom and one foot in the bedroom fighting with everything that I had in me to stay present. And, and he would be telling me, I am not your father. 
I mean, I'm thinking, I know you're not my father, but all this stuff is raging. And, and to stay and, and try to stay present to the moment of what was happening when it felt like an earthquake going off, I really had to learn. And it was really, really, really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was the beginning of, what, a lot of years mm-hmm. of, of seeking God to be... Who are you, God, as my father? And how can I know Jesus in such a way and his love so powerfully that my husband can be mad at me and I'm okay? And that took about a decade, Mm. really. So it was a choice and a really strong pursuit and married to a strong and loving man who, who wanted life for me. Yeah, that's good. Let, let me give you a whole nother category of thinking about that. Here's, here's why all that personality typing is helpful and it's not helpful. Something very basic about human nature. You have a way of making life work that doesn't require Jesus to show up for you. Every person does. We call it our personality. Um, but actually, it's a fig leaf. It's a brilliant disguise. It's, it's an approach to life that we have engineered over time. It's a combination of our woundedness and our sin. And so it makes one person an introvert. It makes another person dominant. Um, it makes one person um, use anger. It makes another person use passivity. But, but what we need to understand about any of our lives is whatever style we bring to life and to marriage, it's a style that doesn't require God to show up. Okay? So repentance is choosing the other, choosing the other way. Repentance is this style doesn't require me to love and it doesn't require me to live by faith. And so I am turning from it, right? And so I'm turning from the perfectionism, she's turning from the hiding. Um, and I want to put it in those categories because otherwise we just get stuck with, this is just my type. Your type has a motive to it. Everything you do has a motive to it. This is quite an epiphany. And the motive can be quite revealing. You know, um, is it love? Is it faith? Is it trust in God? And as we begin to use that as the way we're interpreting how we or they are handling things, oh, it opens up the possibility for healing and transformation because you're not stuck in your style. You're not. Jesus is absolutely committed that you bear his image, that your character, heart, life, thoughts, desires be just like him. Now, uniquely you, but just like him. That's our hope in this, that we're not stuck in these you know, temperaments, or, you know, ENTJ or those kinds of things. They're helpful, but they're not determinative. The work of God is what's determinative in our life, and it brings so much hope for redemption, so much hope into a marriage. Because really, one of the most hopeless things that gets into a marriage is they'll never change. They'll never change. You don't want your spouse coming to that conviction. You want your spouse to see God changing you, see him working in your life. It's so hopeful. It's like, wow, new horizons can open up here. It's always good 
at these ransomed heart events, just having the time with so many of you. We enjoy it so much and to meet you and and to just see in your eyes and in your words some of the things God's doing. It, it's just really an honor and a privilege for us to get the opportunity to meet and to share and interact and want to let you know that we've got a lot more available for you. We've got information, resources, and things that I think would just encourage you in your walk and your life with Christ. So you can go to RansomedHeart.com or go to the Ransomed Heart podcast. Check us out. See what we've got. And we hope that this podcast uh, has been encouraging. And look forward to uh, sharing with you again next week.